live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain! And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini! Come on. You really need Scott to tell you to do that. Hello, Las Vegas. Hello, studio audience. Welcome to Top of the Food Chain. I'm your host, Al Mancini, a guy who is not only higher up the food chain than those zebras, but I've got way cooler hair than them. <laughs> Hell, I've got way cooler hair than that cheetah that was chasing him, but I wouldn't tell him that to his face. Anyway, we are at Top of the Food Chain on Vegas Video Network. VegasVideoNetwork.com if you're listening on the radio and you want to find us when you get home. That's where you'll find us. All the cool shows. We've got about seven of them running right now. And great, great shows here at Vegas Video Network. You can chat with us live. I want to start with that because um, we've got a live chat going on. We're going to be talking about a couple interesting topics today. So get into the chat room right now. First of all, brand new um, Food Network show just started last week. It's called Extreme Chef. We've got one of the contestants, so he's going to give us some behind-the-scenes dirt. So if you've got questions about that, get in the chat room right now. Also, I know a lot of you guys are afraid of fine French dining, and we have an expert on that that is going to make it so that you are not afraid, and you will be willing to check out fine French dining the next time you're able to mortgage your house and afford it. Anyway, um, so get in the chat room. If you have questions for future episodes, we have Vic Vegas coming back in another week or two, so get with us on that one or any other question you have. That's food at VegasVideoNetwork.com is where you email those to. Um, you can get all of our episodes at iTunes, our past episodes, either audio or video or both if you want to compare them and see what the difference is. <laughs> one has video. And you can get us at um, YouTube. They're one of our partners. So check all of those things out. You can listen to all of the Vegas Video Network shows. Scott, this just this gets longer every week that I have to tell people at the top of the show. Empire, baby. If you are building an empire. It's an empire. You can listen to all of these shows at um, 1400 AM KSHP every Friday night. So tune in there. And we've got a listener line for you people that are listening now. You can um, dial in with any questions for any of the hosts at 866 966 4599. That's 866-966-4599. Anyway, we got a lot to do today. Let's get on with the show. Scott, how are you? I am excellent. And by the way, that was so well done. Was it? It's really good. Kind of like autopilot. I just, I, I want to watch this show. It's so good. You should use a tutorial. Give that as a tutorial to your it. other All right, all of those. Hosts. Come on, let's look at let's Al. see how Al did it. Al did it well. How was your fourth? I missed your barbecue, my friend. Oh, uh, it was really fun. You know what? Having a barbecue, a pool party, and a monsoon at the same time, that's fantastic. Yeah, well, it's just one big kind of tropical Gilligan's Island theme, I guess. It was, right? and, and you know, a little rain, a little lightning, a little thunder, swimming, diving. It, it felt safe at the time, but we had been drinking a lot of Devil's Margaritas at the time. Ah, uh, yes, uh, and so you were talking about those Devil's Margaritas. Those are the, um, the Sprite, the beer, and the tequila? Is that uh, what they are? It's, it's six parts beer, six parts tequila, six parts uh, limeade. Limeade, Blended. Okay. Ugh. And that just makes it mm, delicious, goes down so smooth that you're willing to swim in a thunderstorm. That's right. Well, I had an interesting week, a lot of writing going on this week, so too much work, not enough play. But I um, did get to hang out with Chef Carla Pellegrino, mm. and that is a blast. I want to tell people out there, she has just started a Saturday brunch of Brazilian food at a restaurant, Britalian which is out near Anthem. So she's got a great place in the Tropicana, but if you want Brazilian food, most of what she does is Italian. Check out her, um, her place, Bratalian. 
and that's a lot of fun every Saturday afternoon. And Carla is a scene. We got her, my guest today will be able to talk more about that topic, but she's one of the most fun hosts here in Las Vegas, so you have a good time with that. And um, what else? I dined at Le Cirque last night. It was great. I highly recommend their new chef. But uh, do we have anything else to talk about, Scott, or we just get into the guests? Because we got two go. good ones. Let's go. Okay, cool. Um, as people have noticed, we've had Vic Vegas speaking um, behind the scenes on Food Network Star for the past two weeks. Vic is out of town this week, um, but that's cool because I had been looking for a reason to get my buddy Jean-Paul Labadie in. Have you guys seen this new show? Scott, can you pull this up? Yeah, this is basically Extreme Chef. I don't know if anybody has seen the um, has seen the videos, or has seen the ads for this, but Extreme Chef, new on Food Network, started last week, and it is a, um, I guess it's like Survivor meets meets Top Chef or something like that. It's crazy. They're cooking on cars. My friend Jean-Paul Labadie, who we all know here in Las Vegas from um, some Emerald Lagasse restaurants. We know him from. Um, from Marche Bacchus, one of my favorite restaurants. He is here today. He will be on tonight on Extreme Chef doing extreme stuff like what we see here, I, I suppose. Anyway, here he is, Jean-Paul Abadi. What's going on, Al? Thank you for having me. I appreciate oh, that very much. How are you, man? I'm doing great, thank you. You haven't been cooking in a while. I haven't seen you. No, I've been taking some time off. I enjoy my two boys, you know, uh, doing a little basketball, a little, you know, little, little boy stuff kind yeah. of thing. So uh, I would tend to uh, go tape the show. And I can't wait to see it tonight. I mean, I'm dying, you know. Uh, people asking me, you know, how I did, of course. You know, I tell them, hey, I don't even know who won. You got to wait till tonight. Uh, and some people ask me, really? You don't know yet? Like, I, I kind of know. But I kind of know, I but I don't want to pay a million dollar yeah, fine exactly. or whatever it is. Right? You got to sign your life away with you these things. Yeah. Uh, but I, it was a blast. I enjoyed it tremendously. I want to talk about what this show is like because, like I said, it kind of looks like it's a cross between maybe um, between Survivor and a cooking show. Is it, is that the deal? It is 100% the deal. You know, they they once they they they, they prep you for the show, they they ask you, hey, can you do this? Can you ride horses? Can you swim? Can you skydive? Can you jump over a cliff? You know, they scare you. Like, All the very gonna... important cooking <laughs> techniques yeah, exactly. that you learned and in chef school, right? When do you get a chance to cook? You know, but boy, that's the thing. They put you to, out of the elements to, through all these things. Uh, they tire you. Uh, they, you're, you're soaking wet. You're cold. Uh, of course, depending on the setting. And then you get, you know, whatever less of that in 30 minutes to do one dish. And that's a challenge. And then, of course, you either win or lose. Uh, and then you move to the next challenge. Uh, and then, again, you, at that time, one, one person gets eliminated, and then the, the next two folks go into the, the final challenge. Okay, I got to ask you, why the hell? There, there are, what are there, guys? People, there are like maybe 800 cooking shows that have chefs on as contestants. Yeah. And the hardest thing they have to do is live in a mansion together and get drunk and not kill each other. I wish I would have done it that one. Yeah, and you decided to go on the one yeah. where you got to skydive on a horse or something. Exactly, I mean, and then cook while you're doing that. Yeah. You know, but, and then uh, cook the horse while you're skydiving. But you you know, you, you cook for a living and you manage folks and, you know, you think you have a hard life. So, so that, that, you know, I try to stay in shape a little bit. So that, that kind of caught my attention. You know, let, let's test how much I can do outside of the kitchen. You know, uh, I go camping often and I can light a fire, you know, and cook some, you know, some smoking s'mores. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what can you do besides that? You know, I wanted to find out. You're just trying to prove you're a tough guy, like, really. Well, well, pretty much, trying 100%. To prove that tough so guy. I can tell my kids, you know, right. if I can do this, you can do well in school. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no complaining about having to rake the lawn or something or <laughs> exactly, whatever. Exactly, pretty much. Yeah, uh, well, 
Okay, I know you're limited in what you no. can talk about, but your show airs in just a couple hours. It yep, actually yep, yep. may be airing on the East Coast as we speak. Uh, I'm yeah, not I sure. think so. Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah, very soon. It's tonight on Food Network. And um, what time does it air? It's uh, 8 o'clock? Uh, I think it's 10 o'clock here. If you have cable, uh, Cox, and I think if you have Dish, it might be a little earlier. I think it would be 7 because uh, yeah, exactly, you're getting the East yeah. Coast feed. But, right? uh, but yeah, I'm psyched. You know, I've been waiting for a long time to see it. And, uh, you know, when you do this, you sign, again, everything, and they can make you look good and they make you look like a knucklehead. Hopefully, right. they, they, they chose the, the good one. Cool. <laughs> so we've got somebody in the chat room. Scott, what's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, Nate wants to know, does the show allow you to really feature your cooking skills? You know, it, 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 that's, that's the hard part. How much can you, can you time manage, which uh, you're going to see how well or not I did on, on one, of the, one of the challenges on that. But how can you, you know, you know put your, your, your tire or whatever and, and do this, the, do what you can do with the tools and, and, and the setting that they give you. So that, again, that is a challenge. How can you put everything behind and focus on what you can do? And can you tell us anything about what challenges you yeah. had? Yeah, the first one was swimming to a canoe. Uh, I mean, uh, somebody, you know, somebody had to get rescued. Uh, I grew up in the island, so I give you that little hint in there. Uh, but uh, you had to swim to a canoe, get your fish, uh, get on the canoe, and, and then roll back to shore, and then, and, and that's all being time. You get 30 minutes all day to swim, get your stuff, go to your station, go to the pantry they have out there, and, uh, and make a dish, you know, hopefully restaurant quality. Uh, <laughs> because you're often eating at <laughs> Michelin restaurants and, <laughs> exactly, on a canoe, in the middle right? of Malibu Mountains, <laughs> that yeah. And again, you're soaking wet, the water was ice cold, you know, uh, so it's not really what, what you show up for work every day. Um, the second challenge, you know, and it's all super quick. The second challenge, you know, it was, was uh, and I think you see it in the promo, you pack everything you need, pots, pans, liquids, uh, and, you know, fats, uh, anything you need to make a dish that you still don't know what it is, you know, what you're going to make. And then you get to, you hike up, you hike, hike down, of course, uh, stuff happens in the middle. And then again, your, your time to, once you get there, you don't know what tools you're going to have, the, what hating uh, equipment you're going to have. So you're thinking about all this stuff as you're, you're doing your hike, you know. Um, and then you, you try, to make, try to make a restaurant quality dish. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, you, this is a Food Network show. And, you know, my friend Vic is also on a Food Network show. So yeah. I got two buddies on Food Network shows. And Vic is a pretty tough guy, too. Yeah. But I just got to think when you guys from Extreme Chef meet up with the guys out there from Food Network Star, you must just be like, you wusses, <laughs> man. You got, you have, Scott, can I say the word I was going to call Oh, like 100%. So yeah. you guys, come, come here and hang out with me for a couple of days. But you know what? You just you, smack them with a frying pan <laughs> or something. As man. you're doing that, they, they throw they throw curveballs at you, and you're going like, you just got to be kidding me, man. You know, yeah. uh, when you think you're already pressed for time and you're challenged on everything, they throw what they call the X Factor. So you get a couple of those through, through the cooking competition, and you go like, I mean, you've seen some of them. You know, somebody gets downpour in one of the shows, so they're, they're similar to that. Uh, but it's all about you know time management and, and, and you know keeping keeping focus. You know, which is really hard. So the deal is, you just get on for one episode. You're on tonight. Now, Correct. if you mm -hmm. win, do you come back or anything? Uh, or there's there's nothing that's been said. You know about that. Um, so we'll see. You know, um, again, um, it's, it's, it's eight episodes, so um, obviously one of them, and we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. And as far as where you're going to be cooking next, because I loved your food at Emeralds. You know, you were, I think, the first guy to ever um, 
give me a really good Bronzino to, to really turn me on to Bronzino at table 10. You know, when we opened, that. we opened table 10, we came up with a smoky menu, you know, uh, and you know, it was, it was a good time, you know, Emerald built a phenomenal kitchen for us. Uh, uh, and you know, I, I think you know, I enjoyed. I came from the fish house, so and, and then again, I was born and raised in an island, so I, I I know seafood really well. So I, you know, that's where my heart and soul goes to to when I do that. Uh, you know, later you learn to do like duck and steaks, but uh, but you know, I'm doing a couple of things here in town. Um, some folks flew me last week uh, outside of Las Vegas, so that's, that's still a possibility. You know, Vegas has been my home for 15 years. Uh, but you know, uh, you, you got to see what, what's best out there for you. And again, you know, I got about three things in the burner going on right now. Uh, I should find out uh, by next week, so I'll, I'll send you in line when I know what I'm okay, doing. Okay. Well, I want to remind people to watch tonight. Um, I, but wait, do we have one last chat question under the under the radar here? Yeah, we do. We have one more, real quick. A good one, actually. Maya wants to know. Do oh, you, good. It's a good one. Yes. <laughs> I suppose. The I hate crowd, it when they suck. <laughs> the crap we usually get. This is a great question. Well done, Maya. Uh, do you change your cooking depend on who's tasting it? In other words, do you play to the judges? Or do you cook your food the way you would just normally cook it? You know, it's funny. That is a great question because it came up as, as we were getting judged throughout the competition. You know, obviously, you, you do what you do. That's your style. You do have to adapt to your, you know, the setting and, 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 your, and your clientele. But, uh, but, you know, you cook the first dish and you get, you get judged. And, you know, as, as you know, grown-up cooks that we are, sometimes you don't, you don't agree with those, those comments. Uh, but then again, these guys are paying your bills. So you got to figure out, hey, how am I going to make this guy still do what I do? But how many how many get this guy kind of be on my side? So you definitely have to to adjust your cooking on on again who you're cooking for, who's going to eat your food, and and, and all that good stuff. So, okay, yeah. well, tune in tonight, people. Again, seven o'clock East Coast feed. If you're watching the Pacific feed, and of course this all depends on what cable or satellite you have. But if you're watching the Pacific feed, it's ten o'clock. If yep. you're on the East Coast, it's ten o'clock your time anyway. Um, tune in to Extreme Chef. Should be John Paul. We hope to see you soon. Uh, In the meantime, I've got a message, and we will be back with Franck Savoie right after this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Phillips from Talk Tales, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And if you stop by the studio, our producer Scott's going to buy everybody a drink. <laughs> Hello, we are back with Top of the Food Chain at Vegas Video VegasVideoNetwork.com. You can tell I talk for a living. You already got me nervous here, Frank. Right. I'm here with Franck Savoie, an old friend. How are you, Franck? Thank you. I'm great. Well, hold on, hold on. The French way. Here we are. That's right. He makes me do that every time I see him. <laughs> Sorry. You notice I wore a Ramones t-shirt because when Franck had his, was it your first baby? Ronk had his first baby, I brought him some baby presents, and I brought him a little baby onesie with the Ramones on it. And he's just like, what? I do not know what this is. What to be the Ramones? And I was like, the Ramones, they're only the biggest punk rock band in like, you know, the history of the world. And he's like, I'm French. As if the Ramones never toured France. What is wrong with you, boy? I wasn't born. Because you were busy probably in a fine French kitchen when the rest of us were doing, um, learning about the Ramones and punk or, rock. No. I know, but, but if, you, if you're talking to me about something that happened in, 19, in 1945, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you may be young, but you're not too young for the Ramones, okay? No. I may be an old man, but... Well, it might be an American thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry um, if I... For, any for French, all the fun. French Ramones fans out there, <laughs> get on the chat line and tell them how wrong he is. Franck, I wanted you here because, first of all, Franck Savoie is the son of the great Guy Savoie. He is also director of food and beverage and pools and restaurants and everything cool over at Caesar's <laughs> Palace. Everything that I want for free at Caesar's Palace, you're the director. So... Um, and you kind of are 
the go-to guy when it comes to fine French dining. I mean, you grew up in a Michelin three-star restaurant. Your father mm -hmm. is one of the finest chefs in the world. Um, so you've been around this food. Do you realize how scary French food is to some Americans? I do realize it because it's a little bit the unknown. We have this, uh, this image of, of, of French food being stuffy, expensive for rich people, mm -hmm. uh, buttery, greasy, fatty, mm -hmm. and a big, a big length of time at your dinner or lunch. And but that's true at Guy Savoie. <laughs> no, no, even not. No, it's not true at Guy Savoie. It's not true at Robuchon. It's not true at Twist or whoever we have in town that I forget. We always, for example, at Guy Savoie, we always ask our customers if they, if, they, if they have time or not when they sit down. Right. If they tell us, no, we have 35 minutes, we make them eat in 35 minutes. It all depends how fast the customers eat. Right. Because we're already in the kitchen, no matter what. Everything is prepared at la minute, but we're ready to You're ready to, to force feed roll. them like a foie gras duck if you no, have to, right? No, no. but it's... it's, no, it's it, people don't understand. And people, I want to hit on a couple of the basic topics that I kind of could pretend to be an expert on, but this man is the real expert. So if you're out there and you're afraid of French dining, you don't think you know anything about French dining, we're going to start with the basics and roll through as many as we can, okay? Let's rock. When people think French food, Yes. First up, they always think fine French dining. They think the rich sauces. They think the, the foie gras, the escargots, the things like that. Um, there are a lot of different levels of French dining, though. Okay, And you've got bistros, you've got brasseries, and then you've got the fine dining, right? Well, it's just like the Hollywood movies. I grew up in France, and me, Hollywood, was only action movies. Mm -hmm. American movies, for me, was equal action movies. But when you see the American movies, well, you actually have romance, you have novels, you have history movies, you have everything. So it's the same with, with the French food, which any food, I would say. You have, you have uh, Italian fine dining, and you have French fine dining, but you also have Italian bistro, Italian brasserie. It's all, it's all right. the same. It's not because it's French right. that you have multiple things. French is very simple food, and it's very, it's, it's so if, if somebody wants, you know, what people will see, if they're not familiar, if, they, if you try a bistro, I mean, a bistro cuisine is, in fact, within your own restaurant family there, you have Mon Ami Gibi, which is an excellent restaurant. And if you, if you guys go into Mon Ami Gibi, which, first of all, some of the best people watching here in Las Vegas, it's right on the strip in the Paris Casino. You get to see the um, Bellagio Fountains across mm -hmm. the strip, people wandering by. The food in there that you're going to get is a lot of fries or frites as you call them. Steak frites. Steak frites. Um, a lot of steaks with fries or mussels with fries, things like that. They've got 10 different types of hanger steak in there. So bistro is really very accessible to Americans, right? It's very accessible to Americans. It's very accessible to French people. Mm -hmm. uh, don't, don't, don't think that in France we're eating fine dining every day. That, that is absolutely a stereotype, which is not true. We don't, drink, we don't drink wine every day. We don't spend three hours of lunch every day. We don't do that. <laughs> I know, because I've, learned, I've, learned, I've, I've heard a lot. I say, Franck, how do you, say, how, how do you stay skinny with all you eat? What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, you're spending three or four hours lunch, three or four hours lunch. No. <laughs> How do you work? How do you <laughs> yeah, do when that do job you work? No, no, no. It is. It, we we take our time. We take our time, and we and and we eat like like you do. Right. So, and it's some days I hit a burger. Some days I would hit a hot dog. And guess what? My dad also. Right. 
Okay, well, let's talk about the fine dining restaurants, though, because these are the ones that scare people. The <laughs> restaurants like Guy Savoie, I mean, they're afraid to walk in there. And I always try to say to people, if this guy, this guy here, can walk into Guy Savoie and eat and get a kiss on the cheek from Franck Savoie, you guys can do it. You are not, you are not worse off than me in any fine dining situation, I promise you. Um, the basics, they start with people are afraid that they can't get a reservation. People well, think you go to a fine dining restaurant and you can't get a reservation, a fine French restaurant. In Las Vegas, that's certainly not true, right? If you're going to be coming on a trip, you should be able to make a phone call and get a reservation at, at any of it. At, at your father's place, at the Robichons, at the Twist, they're pretty easy to get into, right? It is very easy. We're very, we're very into uh, giving the option because it happens that we don't have seats, but we always give the options. We, 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 you, we really often have the question, do you accept single diners? Yes, we do accept single diners. We're not anti-single diners. Mm -hmm. We're not anti the person who, who wants only a green salad, but we will make sure it's going to be the, the best green salad they ever had in their life. Right. You know, we will not look, we will not look at you uh, badly if you take only one entree or one appetizer. We, we not, we're not like this. Right. We're not like uh, the, the little green alien. We're just French, <laughs> we're just French people. They're just French and they talk a little strange. <laughs> Scott, what do we have for Frank over there? Yeah, Maya wants to know what uh, affects, what's the primary thing that, that establishes French food being authentic? Is it you know, the ingredients? Is it the, where the food comes from? You know, what makes it the most authentic. So if something's going to be French, what, what did, how do you define French food? I would say simple, vegetables, uh, very light on sauce. I'm talking about the new French cuisine. Right. Because <laughs> earlier you were talking about butter and so on. Right. That is true. You're absolutely right. 20 years ago, and I'm sure, and I'm sure Chef can say it, uh, 20 years ago, yes, it was very buttery with uh, like the frères trois gros, bocuse and so on. It's very, it's very, it's very rich. Right. But today, no, it's very simple. We, we just have, you know, the best, the best thing I, I love to eat in France is in south of France, just a grilled fish, just grilled, olive oil, tomatoes, done. And I think, I think French food is also very ingredient driven. I mean, in fact, some of the things that your father did when he came to the America is to change some of his classic recipes so that they would really reflect ingredients that he can get here that he can't necessarily get in France, correct? So or, the French really respect the land and what it produces. That we, we have to because you have been kind enough to welcome us. <laughs> uh, you have been kind enough to, and you're still kind enough to come to our restaurant so it's, it's only normal to, to, to buy as many as possible of American products. Right. And guess what? Finish the, the stereotype of the bad American products. This is not true. In California, you have the most beautiful vegetables and fruits. You have the most beautiful beef in the US. You have such a diversity of food, terroir. Now we can talk about terroir in the USA that it, it's, it's equal to France, even better. Okay, when you go into a French restaurant, um, yes. there are a couple words, well, because they're in French, that are Bonjour. gonna scare the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah, bonjour, bonjour. that one you should be okay with. When you look at the Bonjour menu, is gonna be expensive, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, let's talk about the expensive ones, and let's talk about how people order and what the menus are. We got some terms that I asked these guys to put up here. These are words you don't only see in French restaurants, but you see them, they are French. Can we throw the first one up there? 
Okay, this is actually what I was going with the second. This is, but t tell people what this one means. Sorry, I put them out of order, my friends. They, degustation, a degustation menu. Explain what that is well, to people. It's, it's basically, uh, you know, when you, when you go to a restaurant and meet the first, and you're, you're the first, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, you, you want to try everything. Absolutely, that's what I get because paid for. That were, that's what I'm getting paid for me to serve you that. Right. Uh, so a degustation menu is you're telling the, sh the chef, just give me everything that you just, have. But on small portions. Right. So the same thing, and numerous times my guests, and I want to I I break the ice on that, and I'm glad we have this discussion. People, when they see this prestige for Guy Savoie menu. Yeah, at at Guy so Savoie, their degustation menu is known as the prestige menu. Exactly. There, there is something like 11 or 12 courses. And they say, especially ladies, I'm sorry, they say, I cannot eat all that. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we tell them, no, it's just to, it's, it's normal for you to finish it. It's made of more portion. So it's a, it's a good way to try all the signature dishes of the chef. Right. But a degustation menu, people should be warned, if you do a degustation menu at any great French restaurant, it can run between seven and 14 courses. Nine is what yours is at Guy. You start throwing in some things we'll talk about, like a mousse bouches. You're really talking about 12, 13 things that you're eating. <laughs> people make time. Yes. Frank is right. They will try to get. They will accommodate you if you have tickets to a show, um, but you don't really want to try to do a degustation menu in an hour and a half. You can do it. It can be done, but it should really be your night. It is going to cost you, uh, in most places, what it would cost you to go see a show and have dinner and maybe play at the blackjack table a little bit. And because of that fact, you should consider it your evening's entertainment. When you do a degustation menu, you really should be there to say, this chef and this restaurant is what I love. I want to experience food today, and that's why I'm here. Do you disagree with that? I, I, will, I, I have to agree with you. That's why we have, usually, we have the a la carte menu. Or we have smaller menus as well. We have little degustation menu of four or five courses. Right. And also, as a guest, I welcome you, all of you, to just tell your captain, tell your server, I want four or five courses, whatever the chef wants to bring, wants to send. That's it. Well, that of the menu. The, that is the greatest way to dine in any great restaurant. It is so wonderful to do. My wife, who happens to be here today, thanks, Sue. Hey, good to see you. Um, that's why Frank showed up, because he loves my wife, Sue, so much. But um, you know, <laughs> she laughs, because we're so spoiled. We walk into restaurants anymore, and we're not used to seeing menus. I mean, you I guys are always just Frank or any of the people that know us will just say, hey, just the chef will put something together for you. But that's not really something that is just for myself and other food writers, if you walk into a restaurant, you could say, we'd like about this many courses, and give them a price point. You say, I, I, I'd, like to get, I'd like to have a sampling of the chef's favorites. What can you do for $75 a person? What can you do for $150 a person? I mean, take a look at the menu and understand how to price your request accordingly. But chefs love to do that, don't a they? Chef, chef loves to do it. It's, 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 just like, it's just like the painter who used to paint always the same thing. And one day, this client's going to ask him, you know what, just paint whatever you want. Right. It's, it's the same. And, and Chef Jean-Paul can say it, I'm sure. What, what, what's a pleasure to, to just cook for the guests? They're here for the chef. Right. Um, we've got one, another question over there, actually. What do we got, Scott? Oh, we actually have several questions. Uh, Jackie's going to be going to Guy Savoie in September. Can you make a recommendation for her? Uh, well, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> September, Jackie. Put <laughs> me out when you do that. <laughs> uh, well, 
any recommendation? The famous well, artichoke mean, soup and black truffle. The artichoke soup and black truffles is absolutely amazing. The colors of caviar, which we have a picture of the colors of caviar up there. I don't know if you guys want to run through those pictures of Guy Savoie. We'll try to get back to that. But this is just a caviar dish in layers in a tiny little shot glass. Uh, there you go. And that's just an absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous dish. I love it. Um, the, the artichoke truffle soup is phenomenal. Um, if you're an experimental eater, Frank was the first person, I don't know if it's always on the menu, but Frank was the first person ever to serve me sweetbreads, and I was afraid of them at first, and you convinced me that they are one of the greatest foods on the planet. As they're still there. Um, they are still there, so you can ask for those. Um, God, so many recommendations, so many great foods there. I, are you still gonna have the, um, the cold lobster with the- and cold steam. And cold lobster steam, and lobster cold and cold steam. steam. Absolutely. I've yet to try this and I have to get in and you try have, it. You have but to. Apparently I was talking to some people about it and they actually have this cold sea scented foam that the lobster is served with so it smells like the ocean in the early morning. And that is what next time I get to Gisewa, that's what I'm trying. So there's but, some recommendations. But, but Scott, if, if I may just give my, uh, my email to this future customer. Okay. And, and then make sure to email him. I, okay, I will. Or her, I don't know. It's a her. Jackie is her. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, we were talking about terms for a second, and the one that I was going to pull up first, and this is one that I'm even afraid to pronounce because I, it's a simple term. You see it in restaurants all the time, but even the French people I know pronounce it differently. Can we toss that up on the board there? Pronounce aye, that for aye, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that prefix, prefix? How do you pronounce that? Come on. What should people say? <laughs> prefix. 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 Okay. A prefix menu is usually a prefix is a set set price. Right. Prefix menu. Imagine you have a price with appetizers, uh, entree, dessert. It's going to be fifty dollars. Pick one appetizer, one one entree, one dessert. Prefix menu. Right. That's, that's what it Exactly. Is. So you, you can choose between the appetizers and the entrees and the desserts among a certain you know, group that are on there, and you're going to pay the same. There may occasionally be a supplemental fee if you want caviar, for example. You're going to pay a little more for truffles, but generally. But again, prefix, because I have heard people say prefee. And that probably makes you French people laugh and laugh and no, laugh at it, us silly it, Americans. It, it's confusing us because <laughs> <laughs> it might be something new that we didn't know. So, you know, I've, I've just so. learned something that prefix was prefix for you. I just no, no. It. Was I usually say prefix? I usually do, but I, I've heard it said the other way, and I get scared. You know, Hubert Keller, a friend of both of ours, still says fleur de lis, and I was always told it was fleur de lis. Fleur de lis. It's lis. So yeah. I got. I need a Frenchman to learn that. I've been saying it wrong all the time. So another question, Scott. Yeah, Maya wants to know, will you adjust the menu for vegetarians or vegans? We would be more than happy to do that. I we would be extremely happy because there's so many people with, unfortunately, with allergies, with things that they cannot have, and more and more. The more, the more we live in this, in, this, in this world, the more we see allergies. So we, we're adapting with a lot of pleasure. Vegetarians, vegan, we can even do a degustation. Yeah. Menu degustation, vegetarian. It's what easy for us. I try to tell my vegetarian friends all the time is any good restaurant. It does not have to be a restaurant of Guy Savoie's caliber. It can be any quality restaurant with a chef who really cares about what he's doing. Would be thrilled to do a vegetarian tasting, a vegan tasting menu, anything they would like. And if you want to have one of the best meals of your life, give them 24 to 48 hours notice. Call in advance and let them know. If you show up like one friend of mine once <laughs> did at a steakhouse and ask for a vegan tasting menu without calling ahead, you're going to get things that the chef doesn't really want to make. Steamed vegetables and rice, and it's going to be sad. But 
if you call ahead, you will get the best meal in the restaurant that night because where the chefs tend to be making the same dishes over and over and they're, they're extraordinarily good at those dishes, they are excited to know a day or two in advance that they're going to be making something cool with what's in season that's not on the menu. And I've always known, you know, Jean-Paul, you agree chefs get excited about that kind of request? Yes, you know, and if, especially if you give us a little head notice, you know, uh, we can do anything and we'll be more than happy to do it again. If you, if you have your body and soul into the business, you should welcome that uh, at any point in time. Again, the more notice, the more ingredients you might have to be able to, to, to impress. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you should be able to, uh, you know, make everything. You know, we're, we're trained almost like a, as a black box kind of challenge and uh, you go to the walk-in real quick and, and, and put, you know, three or four courses together. Uh, I mean, it's a challenge, but that's what we're here for. You know, most of us, uh, you know, get our rocks off doing, doing that kind of thing. Cool. Thank you. So, Frank, let's talk about some of the weird things that people are going to see when they go to a crazy... <laughs> weird. No, when, when you go to one of these incredibly <laughs> incredible restaurants, there are going to be things ranging from an amuse-bouche, which some people may not be familiar with, all the way up to the bread cart and the cheese cart that you have at Guy Savoie. So, I sort of want to walk through these things. Amuse-bouche, for people who do not know, it translates in French to... The, laugh, the laughing mouth. The laughing mouth. Okay. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea why we, we, call, we call that the amuse-bouche. Okay. But basically, an amuse-bouche is a, a little something sent by the chef, usually, that we change daily or which, you know the chef how they are. They're just stubborn and they make whatever they want. <laughs> and, and, and we serve that just to welcome the guests, they, something that, that they have not ordered, and just to prepare your palate. Right. So you're not paying for it. It is a little nice free sample of the food, and in general, at, a, at, a, at most restaurants, every restaurant I know, it doesn't matter whether you go in and you have the prefi. Um, <laughs> now you got me saying it. Oh man! See, now you got me confused. It doesn't matter whether you get the prefix menu that, or the pre-theater menu where you can um, get out inexpensively, or whether you do the degustation menu. You're still going to get this same great amuse bouche yeah. because it's a compliment, compliments to the chef, and it's a wonderful thing. So don't turn your nose up at it. Appreciate it. It's it's something very cool. How about red carts? I mean, red most cart. people have been to a restaurant where where maybe they'll bring around a tray of five or six breads. When I go into Guy Savoie, how many breads? You got a trolley and you got to push it around. How many breads do you have there? 14. 14 different types Something of bread. Something like this, yes. How many is polite to ask for? As you, you may ask for 25. Yes, but without you guys going in the back room and saying. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, and, that, and, I'm, and I'm glad, and I'm very glad that you bring that. At Guy Savoie or any fine dining restaurant, we retreat our guests as if they're in their house. You don't even have to ask. If you want to eat with your fingers, please do. If you, if, there's no rules. So, we, so don't you're worry just about here it. to have fun. We're just, we're just here to make you comfortable yeah. at, at a certain limit, of course. Right. But we, so. we, we, it's just. It's just so, cool. It's, I mean, it's cool. The, the, the basic rule, don't be afraid. Do not be exactly. afraid. If you see three breads that look delicious, nobody's going to be upset. If you leave two of them half eaten on your plate, and, they're and, not going to be. And if you want to do that to your wife or husband to try it, do it. Well, I mean, or if you want to sauce with your bread, do it. And resto, you see me and my restaurant critic friends, we eat off each other's plates exactly. all the time. I mean, it's sometimes have to do we it. do it with our fingers. I mean, when you've got foodies, we dig in, you know? So. And, and I've never been made to feel uncomfortable in, in a restaurant like yours for something like that. Um, Scott, more questions? 
Uh, yeah, do you guys uh, offer a kosher menu? Ah, well, kosher menu, we, we, we could, but again, we, with notice, uh, because we have to have blessed food from the rabbin, I believe. Right. And, but uh, so we, we're not prepared because we obviously don't have a rabbin full time in the restaurant. But we, we, should, we should be aware rabbi. of a rabbi, sorry. So don't talk about my pre-fee if you've got a rabbin in the restaurant, OK? <laughs> Not a rabbit. A rabbit. A, a rabbi. I'm sorry, we say, we say rabbin in French, so okay. I, I tried it. Yeah, well, don't start with me about prefix pre-fee anymore. So we, but, we could, but with, with a little bit of notice, yes. Okay. So about how long would you say someone should call in advance? 48 hours. 48 hours. So again, if you're going to a restaurant like this, obviously, you're generally planning it well in advance. And because. Uh, it, this, 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 touch, this touch the religion, and, and on, I, well, I don't want to mess around with that either. Right. So we really, we really take that very seriously. Right. Now, when we order a la carte, because you've got usually your prefix menu <laughs> or your degustation menu, um, and these normally follow a sort of a basic pattern. You, you'll have your appetizers, sometimes like a seafoodish appetizer, and then maybe a salad, and then maybe a foie gras appetizer, and then you go into a piece of fish, and then you usually go into a meat, you know, a, a red meat, or maybe even a duck or a, a red meat, and then your cheese, and then your desserts. Is that your basic flow of a meal? Amuse-bouche before dessert. Amuse-bouche. Oh, a dessert amuse. Yes, that's another beautiful thing. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little bonus dessert before your dessert. But that's the general flow of a meal. It is. When one orders a la carte, and of course that can be made to, I've had a 29 course meal that still follows that same basic trend though. When one orders a la carte, how many dishes would be normal? Now, I know you'll accommodate anybody if they just want a salad, that's fine. But you know, what should somebody think if, that, let's say, they're not trying to impress you or the restaurant, but they want their business person that they're taking there to think that they you know, know what's the general trend? What would you recommend ordering a la carte? Appetizer, main course, dessert, great. Okay. And we take care of the rest. I mean, bush and things like this. Right. Okay, so we have touched on quite a few of um, the questions, hopefully, that people have about fine French dining. Oh, other things, I want to tell you, the br your bread plate is the one on the left, and your drinks are on the right of you, right? That's I the way. I have no idea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and as a good friend told me, you can remember that because it goes B and D. Either that's alphabetical, bread and, and drinks, or bondage and discipline is, you know, how I choose to remember B and D. But, wow. um, <laughs> but yeah, you're not going to forget that one. Anyway. And, and who cares? And if you, if you take the bread of your neighbor, who cares? Well, it depends how snotty your neighbor is. Ah, uh, yeah, well, that's not my problem at the end. Also, <laughs> still a couple more. I know we've got to wrap this thing. As far as don't be afraid of the forks. They don't do, they don't, tell me what you said about worrying about what fork to use. It's, oh. Just use the fork you want. No, but it's not Pretty Woman anymore. Uh, yes, there's sorry, not, it's there's not Pretty not Woman. There's not forks. You guys change it every, every yeah. meal. If I have nine courses, I eat with my fork and my knife, and Frank's people come along, and they take it and away, and then they bring me a brand new fork and knife and for the next one. So you don't have to worry about what fork and knife to use. You don't have to be afraid of anything. If I can eat there, and this, this Frenchman kind, kind. is kind to me, he will be kind to all of you. I promise you that. In the meantime, we will be back next week. I believe we've got Vic Vegas with us next week. Um, I know that we're going to be talking sustainable seafood with a chef, so worrying about how to keep the oceans clean. Tune in. From, from I know you have a lot of spare time at Caesar's Palace, so I'll make sure back. you tune in there. If you guys have any questions on those topics, drop us a line. It's food at VegasVideoNetwork.com. In the meantime, remember, you can always check out my website. It is AlMancini.net. 
And as always, I beg of you, buy my book, Eating Las Vegas, The 50 Essential Restaurants, um, if you're going to dine in Las Vegas. Your Guy Savoie named one of the top 10 restaurants in that book, so you've got to like that book, right? Where you have good taste. We do have good taste. <laughs> Thank you so much, Frank. I'm Al Mancini. This has been Top of the Food Chain. We are out of here.